Hey guys, welcome to Run Planet. This is your host Arthur's Barakas. This is episode 21, and today we're going to talk about uh, my experience and some of the things when I was in Kenya, living for two years. And I just want to kind of say how the Kenyans train and and how they do things differently than uh, other parts of the world. So it's kind of an interesting um, topic here for. Hopefully you'll be able to get something out of this and really apply it to your own training, um, because it is it is really magical. I remember first time when I went to Kenya in 2013. Uh, I remember I went there. Um, just uh, I tried. How old was I? I think I was like I'm not sure, but 2013. So that's like seven years ago. I must have been like 26. And I raised the money, you know, and to go there. It was just a really nice experience. I went there for two months, and I went there with my friend uh, and athlete that I was coaching at the time, Mizel. Let's uh, call him Miz. So I remember we went there first time uh, uh, to Kenya. It was pretty fun. We, I just remember landing the, you know, when we landed in Nairobi, and then you know taking another plane to to Eldoret and then getting into this Matatu and then going another 80 minutes to get to a high altitude training center Lorna Kiplagat um so it it was definitely a, like culture shock i think it was you know uh, i remember trying going out there and trying to change money somewhere uh, and on the way out there and you know i wasn't used to seeing like people with like AK-47s or whatever, standing there by the bank. So it was kind of like, it was different, you know. But overall, it was a really good experience, I think. Um, so, uh, and we're, I'm just going to kind of see what they do differently than um, than what we do and things like that in terms of training and things like that. Um, as you guys know, Kenyans are one of the best runners in the world uh, alongside with the Ethiopians. So, one thing for sure is uh, uh, they train really hard. And I do remember just going to a lot of the sessions and um, just seeing how, you know, it, it is a lot of them really, um, they don't really go in and, and say, you know what, um, I'm doing base training or something like that. Or like I'm doing mileage for the three months. And that was a, one of the biggest things that I kind of was like, I mean, I kind of knew it, but when you see that, it's totally different. They don't just say, you know what, I'm going to build for three three months, I'm going to build mileage. No, nothing like that. They, they have, Their training is more like, I call it complex training system, where every week is the same. Okay, Other, other than the last two weeks before the big marathon, or maybe, you know, when they take downtime, if they take some, you know, uh, after marathon. But for sure, it's like... Um, Typical training week would be like Mondays. They just do this seventy-minute loop. Um, it's uh, it's roughly, it's for sure like close to eleven miles, maybe even eleven and a half. But it's for certainly it's seventy minutes. It starts off at really like the first, and the thing is, first first run or like one thing that I really noticed is that they're the way they start every single run is just so slow and. It's kind of the right way. They kind of wait for the body to open up, and then they, 
and then they next thing you know you know you're cruising down at six flat pace by by 10 minutes and and guess what once you reach like certain pace that pace only gets faster uh to be honest nobody slows down so they really like to progress everything um so i do remember mondays was that 70 minute run in the morning and then of course you no know, they'll just go home and relax all day drink some chai you know eat some chapatis um and uh and what really makes them great is being able to just relax all day yeah that's one of the things they just cruise i call it cruise even if they're like maybe they're not sitting all the time but they'll go to the town and walk slowly you know go talk to other people just relax and then at four o'clock they usually meet up again and when they meet up the second time you know their runs are very slow usually around uh i mean it's really slow it's usually like it starts at like nine minute pace and and it, it maybe best best ever it goes up to is maybe seven thirty minute pace so but they they really know how to recover and in the evening sessions um of course there are different training groups right that that uh do things a little differently but but majority I'm, what i'm speaking here is for the majority of the groups for sure at least what i saw in in the 10 there are groups in other towns that do things way different but um so they just go really slow on the second run you know if they're if the if it was a marathon group yeah they would always do just 40 to 50 minutes in the evening um so usually from 8 to 10k and that was really just like to loosen up the legs from the morning session and then tuesday tuesday would be a track session uh and i think that's always been the case uh, now with you know they used to they closed the Cameroon stadium last few years they've been trying to rebuild it so realistically a lot of times uh, the people that can get to tambach down there or, or go to eldoret uh, go to do their sessions but the ones that cannot that's i think they replicated with like a maybe doing road repeats or fartlek but but basically it's a speed workout whether they're doing you know 20 by 400 whether they're doing 10 by 1k or you're doing 5 by 2k it doesn't matter it's some sort of speed where you know so they'll just the marathon group used to always just even run like 40 minutes before then they go to the track then they prepare and then they do the session but non-marathon groups just kind of jog there you know you jog to the check your spikes and things like that jog to the track for like 30 20 minutes 30 then you do some strides <clears throat> and things like that and then yeah and then in the evening the same thing they go for like a little jog and, and i'm talking nine minute pace eight minute pace usually honestly it starts at like 10 minute pace they're really good at like recovering um and then the following day it would be the same thing as on monday for the most part i think that a lot of times it was one of those 70 minute loops and things like that uh, again, evening jog. Thursdays is usually, I think I did like a fartlek. Thursday is always like a fartlek day where they you jog 5k down there uh, on the way to, I think, uh, I'm not sure, on the way to Bugar, I think. I hope I'm right. right. And then the fartlek starts over there. And over there it's just basically you know one one on one off maybe or maybe two on one off or three on one off just depends and, and there's just so many people at the fartlek it's like you get there there's like 150 people 
I mean, it's like it's like you don't see this anywhere else. So, <clears throat> if you've never gone to Kenya and if you've never been there, uh, obviously not right now. But when things come back normal in this Corona, I'd suggest you go there and really see it for yourself. It's really nice. Um, so yeah, the fart lake happens, and there when you see hundred or two hundred people right around you, I mean, you just get this excitement. It's like you don't get it anywhere else, and it's just like wow, you're like wow, I'm really here, training with with everybody and and every kind of ability. And you don't even know who's there, you know. Some world champion could be there, but some uh, some guy just decides that he's gonna beat the world champion. So the world champion is never really number one in those training sessions because it, there's talent is just unbelievable. Um, so, and then again, Friday, it's more like a easy, easy, easy run again. Maybe one time they run, but maybe they run like 20 K or, you know, something like that. Or still they do a 75, 80 minute run. And then, uh, Saturday is usually the long run. Um, Saturday is usually the long run and a long run usually could be for, you know, depends. It could be one week is a little shorter then next week is longer so they I think they go like 25k one week uh 35 maybe the other week or 30 just depends on you know what the group decides to do and it's like a one big loop so it's more like uh, one hour down and then one hour climbing back up and and the pace is pretty I I always noticed that the pace was always pretty it was pretty good it was nothing like jogging out there I mean I've never seen it like unless you're running unless you're coming back from an injury or you're kind of out of shape then you run by yourself but the, as soon as you run with the group no, nothing like that if you get 60 or 70 people somebody's gonna push the pace and usually it's like I think the guys usually run around to be honest once they get in the groove they maintain like five five thirties maybe five forties and uh, the girls usually run um, like you know 620s 630s uh maybe even six flats so yeah even when i was there to be honest i didn't really try to even go too many times with the top guys um on their hard days or long runs because you know i would have been toast i usually just go with the ladies group and things like that i remember even we averaged like we did 35k i remember one time on a really hilly route and we averaged like 350 per k which is close to like 610 per mile but it's at altitude and everything so and i was nowhere near the i mean i was just with the with the with the best ladies so imagine how good the ladies are there too it's incredible um so yeah and then sunday usually they they take a day off you know some still run get a jog but usually sundays are for relaxing and just kind of like regrouping so they one Monday through like Saturday they get all the mileage. Sunday is totally day off, um, and they're very consistent. They always train. They do you know sometimes some even run like maybe they'll do a thirty minute in the morning. Then at ten o'clock they'll do a, the real session, and then another recovery in the evening. Some even run three times a day. Um, but they do train hard, guys. I'm, and I'm when I'm telling you train hard, it's like and they get used to it. Their hard sessions are really hard, but their easy sessions are really easy. Uh, one thing that I did notice that they're very good at it is, um, and wow, it's kind of like the days between the workouts in in the Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays, 
I've noticed that it's not always really as easy as as, as, as it sounds. All right, those seventy minutes ones. It was always wondering, you know, like, you know, they they usually start really slowly. They open it up and they bring it up to like lactate threshold, really close to it for last twenty minutes. So, but they never cross that. So for them, that's considered to be. To be honest, they consider that to be like an easy day or normal day. Um, right. So it's not really a workout day and a workout day is really when they push, you know, like, so they, they don't really do, um, <clears throat> unless now, unless like, it's like a marathon group nowadays with, with, there's so many groups where they're really focusing on marathon, then they do different kind of training. Right. But this is general group that kind of just, you know, every, so if you were in Kenya and you wanted to go run these runs you just go thursday you go to that spot tuesday you go there there will be people there and it's the great thing you come in the morning you don't even know who's there everybody's like hello 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 and then next thing you know you guys are starting the run and you know next thing you know you're finishing the run all the runs started like sometimes most runs start at six o'clock six thirty in the morning some start at eight some start at ten there's just so many variables but <clears throat> The only thing that can ruin what time the run starts is the rain. And you never know with the rain when that thing is going to come. Um, so, and but one of the most important things they do most of the running on also on soft surfaces. Like, of course, there's not many roads, but now they've built a couple roads there. So, so I see if when it rains, at least I know that they're going on a tarmac or asphalt, they call it. But um, yeah, soft surfaces. They're running on on soft surfaces a lot of times, which which helps their joints and things like that. So they're not, uh, you know, they're not um, running everything on road. And they're not always taking it an easy way out. But there are so learn to one thing you should learn from them is to to go easy on your easy days and look at if if a if a two or five marathoner right, which is like four forty five pace for twenty six miles. If we can go run at nine minute or eight minute pace, easy days, you know, why can't we, you know, or why can't you? It's just think about it. Like easy is easy. I mean, it should almost feel like you're sleeping. You should be able to sleep when you run easy and not worrying about pace or anything like that. Cause that's the whole purpose of that easy day. And they also rest hard. You know, they, most of the runners that are, some work and do some farming stuff but some are fortunate enough if they're part of the training group that they just sleep recover and just wait for the next session and they do that year after year and they become best they, they don't know what like what you know there's no such thing as bills or anything like that you know mortgage and none of that nonsense you know nothing like that it's mostly all just training um you know eating organic food because everything is really cheap because it's from the farm it's healthy it's really good you drink chai you know that's like tea with milk <clears throat> eat ugali in the evening eat rice or or gideri mix for lunch um really it's actually runner's paradise i've lived it for two years and um i really enjoyed it um that's why i still go we still go there every year to train and things like that it's, um it's really nice um group training 
Kenyans are big on group training, okay? They don't, you very rarely will you see somebody training by themselves unless it's like uh, somebody really established and they have their, like, uh, <clears throat> Mary Kitani. She trains with her husband a lot of times or by herself. So some people don't like the group, some people like, but most training happens in the groups. So when you have to go fast, you just hold on to the group and trust me, there's just like, they just push you. I remember just going in the group and it's like, they just you just float you you just end up going with them you know whether it's seventy minute run or whatever like the biggest thing like for me when I was there is and I'll tell you that everybody's that's been there that's done the mistakes is you obviously you cannot go there and train like them okay at first let me tell you that you cannot do it first of all altitude is going to kill you second of all you're going to overtrain. Because for them, altitude is nothing anymore. They were born there. They were there every day. It's normal. So, you know, if we were to do these paces, maybe at sea level, maybe you can do the training if you have, if you're in really good shape, no problems. But that being at altitude and, and really hilly, hilly, it just really kills you. And you can overtrain so easy. And I've done it uh, plenty of times where I go there. But so nowadays, I really just, when I arrive at Kenya, for my first 10 days, I don't even stress out, I, honestly, because I just take it easy because I know I'm adapting again and I can't even run. Like when I go easy runs at first um, week when I'm there, it's so slow, like eight minute pace. I just my heart rate is so high because it's like <clears throat> it's like two minutes difference for me. So well, one of the benefits, you know, that I enjoy when I go there is I don't have to run as fast as I, uh, you know, throughout every single day. And even my tempo sessions can be a little bit slower. So I remember when we, this year we went um, and we ran a Houston half marathon. My wife ended up running 114. So that was good. I ran 108, 20. They, I, we both kind of died in a big win, but like, so let's just say for the most of the race, I was on like, you know, you can say 508 pace. But when I was in, in Kenya, I didn't really train any of that at 508 pace. To be honest, like my tempo runs were maybe 530 pace, 530 there. So, and yeah, so it's, you really, you don't really need to train as hard. Now, of course, after you get used to there, you've been there for a long time. Your, the altitude is no longer a problem. You can be a little bit more aggressive in your training, and of course. But I still think that um, going at altitude, I think I, I think the the best case is uh, workout two days easy, workout two days easy. Once you're adapted, I think that's the best uh, uh, thing for a non-altitude born runner or that doesn't live in altitude because it still takes longer to recover. So, for example, so I think a 10-day cycle works better than a 7-day cycle uh, with probably one rest day. So, if you were to go, like, um, uh, Monday session, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, easy days or whatever, like, no no hard stress workouts, then session again and so on. So, every for every one hard day, there's two easy days between. And I think that's what really works <clears throat> well without overtraining over there high altitude and it's not just in kenya you know but in kenya you know somebody says well 
you know, Flax, how about, how do you compare Flagstaff to Kenya? I would say Kenya is much harder. Flagstaff, you can used to get the Lake Mary Road, all these uh, mailbox, you know, all these roads, but they're not so bad. They're just, they're really like, yeah, the altitude is the same, but the footing and the hills, uh, it's much worse than Kenya because there's just rocks and some of the things and so, some hills are just really brutal and there's the big wind. And I'm not saying that Flagstaff doesn't have the wind and Flagstaff, but Flagstaff is much, is a little bit easier. I'm looking at my data and I look at like paces. I'm definitely going faster in Flagstaff um, than I am in Kenya. Uh, so, you know, uh, that's why it's important to, to train by effort. You know, when you go to any of these uh, places, uh, you have to have, you know, your zones and stuff like that. So that way you don't overtrain. Uh, it's so much, so easy to get carried away, especially go to Kenya. You see all these professional runners. You see all the like, perfect running atmosphere. You I mean, you just get like, you. it's like you lose it. You just get too excited so it's you important to to not overdo it i remember when we went there first time in 2013 you know that was my first time going ever at altitude and at the time you know i mean i didn't we didn't really know much then you know um we just kind of went first week 100 miles <laughs> second week 100 miles i got injured and then the next six weeks i ended up just like trying to fix my knee and things like that while being at altitude just imagine so my first experience was just brutal. I wanted to come back so bad. I mean, I was like, imagine uh, six more weeks left at high altitude camp. Yeah, first time I went, and I cannot run at all because I'm injured. And ah, oh, man, just so I remember, it was brutal. Just, but that's part of learning curve, you know. Nowadays, you say when for some of you guys that are going to altitude for the first time, uh, if you. How long should you stay? I would probably say, you know, you should start if you stay four weeks, maybe minimum four weeks. Um, probably optimal is like, you know, maybe five. And if you can stay for eight weeks, I think it's better because then you can take two weeks easy. Then you can train really good for like, you know, six weeks and then you can leave. Um, but if you're just going there for a month, just remember, um, that first week to really take it easy. I mean, you can still run, like maybe if you run 80 miles a week here, maybe go there and run like 50 the first week, but, and and don't do any of your sessions. Just go easy until you get adjusted, till you start feeling like better, because you always feel a little bit lethargic at altitude. There's just like not much like, some people are better, some worse, but there's just like, there's just tiredness, like, you know, so because obviously you're 8,000 feet or close to it and you're always tired. Um, so those are, those are things. Uh, another thing, you know, like the, if you're going to learn the most important thing that I've learned from the Kenyans and they say, just don't, there's just no worries. You know, I feel like they don't stress out. I've never seen a Kenyan stress out. I've yet to see one to stress out about anything. Imagine that. Even it doesn't matter. Even if, because how is that gonna help you? Even if they're like, you know, whatever. Then they don't stress out. I've never seen them stress out. If they're late to something, whatever. They just go do their best. If they, if they don't go, do good in a workout, there's just no reaction to it. So like, whatever. I'll come back the next day and I'll do better. And that's it. Like. There's just no worries because I think like tension, you know, when you're worried and all the time about anything in training and stuff like that, you create a negative atmosphere. 
So I think it's better to just be, like you said, more relaxed in your training. And I talked about it before, you know, just be chill. Okay, you you know you're gonna be running hundred miles a week, so whatever you're running fifty, you you already know you're gonna be doing all that work. Okay. So yeah, guys, just remember one thing. Um, when you're training, keep it nice and relaxed. Don't stress out about anything. And sometimes you're gonna have bad days. Just enjoy it. Like no worries. You know, have a bad race. No worries. It'll be there's a better one coming up. It's just like live another day, you know, it's called live for another workout, live for another, just don't worry so much about like, so a lot of times I've seen people here, they don't hit certain splits and things like that, and then they carry that to the next workout, and overall it's just, a, you're a stressed runner, and you just, you're just stressed all the time, and it's just like, it doesn't help you, you know, you you might think that like, it helps you, but it actually hinders you, so one of the things for sure my wife is so good with it like she just even when she runs any race you know doesn't care if chicago marathon anything like that she doesn't even think about the race she doesn't even get worried like people are in the zone she's just laughing and talking to people that just that's just that's be, that's the best way to do it and, you know because you're still gonna have to run so what's, what are you stressing out about the, the stress is gonna be the 26 miles or the, the race that you're running that's the stress more like physical stress so why should you mentally stress before you've not even doing anything physically imagine how much energy that conserves from you so really to be honest there's no real reason to even get nervous you know like you practice something all the time it's the same thing you go in a race and you do it um that's it you know keeping it relaxed um another thing is eating healthy and for sure in kenya it's much easier to do that because there's no everything that they eat is is organic and it's fresh and it's you know it's really healthy and that's why they're you know there you don't meet many runners that are overweight or anything like that the ones that are training are really in good shape really in good shape so well, anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed um, this um, podcast more about how the Kenyans train and that, you know how they their approaches to to the to the races. Keeping it light, mentally, never stressing out yourself. You know, going really easy on your easy days. Feeling with running with the body, never pushing it against. Running on soft surfaces, okay. Uh, so just just understand that running is a long-term sport and uh, you're going to be um, successful if you do something for a very very long time and do it at a very good level so it's something to learn um, and remember if you're going to go to altitude uh, one of my next podcasts maybe I'll talk about the things to do before you go to altitude so that way you can kind of apply that to yourself um, and you don't make any mistakes that I've made in the past and things like that. So anyways, have a great day, guys.